0: Hi there, and welcome to the Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others podcast with me, Anne Blunt, your Tantric Sex and Relationship Coach and the leader of Selfishly Happy Revolution. Okay, today we will be diving into what you've been waiting for, and I know this because I get asked all the time about this, and that's why I decided to launch this honest and open and unedited podcast about Tantric Sex. You may already be curious about what is tantric sex and wonder if your sex life could be better or even sacred. Or you might be thinking, what on earth has sacredness got to do with sexuality? So you're here because you want to know, what is tantra? What is tantra? What is tantra? Uh, the quick answer is I do not know. I don't know. I don't know. There's the left hand path of tantra. There's the right hand path of tantra. And there are mantras and yantras and darshans, kriyas, gurus, param. I can't even pronounce that one. Paramparas and puja's. And as you can hear, it's all Sanskrit to me, literally. I mean, classical tantra can be so confusing. There are so many different traditions based on the guru, a kind of enlightened master, and their lineages, i.e. the teachings being passed on to their deserving disciples, such as Trika, Kashmir Shaivism, and Tantric Buddhism. And it all happened such a long time ago. But I do love the philosophy of classical Tantra. There's the consciousness in everything that I like. We are all one. We are all these aware conscious beings. And the life is definitely orgasmic, but not necessarily sexual. And that life is not an illusion, or that you need to wait until you're in heaven for the life to be good. Those are the usual kind of spiritual realms and religious realms. So Tantra teaches it very differently. It teaches that the world is real and you are real. And your needs and desires are real. And they're okay. And most of all, classical Tantra has given us the Neo-Tantra, which is more about sex and relationships. So I'm going to go geeky here, but I cannot help looking at Tantra in its historic and cultural context. But please bear with me. I will get to the Neo-Tantra soon. So, the word Tantra means technology. Literally, it means technology. It's your inner technology, what's happening inside your body. That's why your body and your real body is very important in Tantra, because Tantra means your inner technology. It's about learning to use your body as a stepping stone for something higher something beyond you sexuality obviously is a primitive instinct to to keep the human species alive so it's our biology but it's also our creative force you know um you know we make babies mm-hmm. okay and uh and also creative force you you if you think about any master old master like uh, Mozart, you know any any of these composers or painters, they tended to use music. So they had this sexual inspiration of a beautiful woman. I hope women asked mistresses did the same, but there was that sexual energy that gave them the creativity, you know, the something that was downloaded to them, and they created something amazing that we still celebrate today. So your sexual energy is also a creative force. But also, it's the energy that can be used for enlightenment. So it's also your spiritual energy. So that's why, us tantra practitioners, talk about sacred sexuality. So we do know that classical tantra existed in fifteen. Um, well, no, actually, five hundred AD to fifteen hundred AD simultaneously it was born in India and China and also Tibet and even Japan. And it was part of the main religious orders like Buddhism and Hinduism, and Shaivism, also Sikhism and Jainism. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, And when it came to the West, it was discovered by the Westerners in the 19th century, for instance, by Madame Blavatsky, it got all sadly a, a bit of a moral twist, a more kind of relis- religious and judgmental, moralistic twist to it. So, it didn't bear that well for tantra in in the Western world. And um, anyway, this is about classical tantra, so I just want. To really a little bit like you know when when you learn to play an instrument, musical instrument, really, really well. It's very important to understand the basics and the foundation of classical music. And I feel it's a similar thing with philosophy and principles of Tantra. It's important for us too, even if we just, you know, do the practices, you know, the neo-tantra sexual practices. And those scales, if you like, you know, those practices are important. And we will get into them in the Tantric Sex Tips and Treats. And if you have done Hatha yoga or even Tantra yoga or practiced Chinese Taoism, you most likely are familiar with this philosophy because um, you might not know it, but all three had the same philosophical origin. And later, when Tantra was banned in India... Hatha Yoga got separated from it and the whole sexual side kind of subsided and got forgotten. So my own training and current understanding, I mean, this is all work in pro- progress as you can as you can hear, you know, I'm, you know, not not a guru by any means. My own understanding comes mainly from the Taoistic tradition of Tantra and obviously Neo-Tantra. So all those years ago, why was Tantra developed? You know, so that was this is quite interesting, and I think it's also very poignant for us. So, it was developed for people who wanted to seek awakening, spiritual awakening, and enlightenment. The well, we know the normal route, you know, that would have been asceticism in some uh, mountaintop monastery, meditating and simple life, and all that. But if you had mouths to feed, that wasn't really an option. So Tantra was a spiritual practice for people who had done their kind of groundwork already and were really on that path that I want to be enlightened, I want to be spiritually awakened. But they had families and needed to earn a living in the real world. So it recognized that the sexual energy is also your spiritual energy. And sex was used as a a stepping stone, if you like, into enlightenment. And sex was sacred. Your body is sacred. That's what it te- taught and teaches. Now, this for a modern Westerner might sound odd, at least. And for a religious person, it, it might even be outrageous. But it is important to really understand the, the, the history and classical side of things because this is the path for more beautiful, and I believe liberating, more joyful An even ecstatic way of life. So now, fast forward to the 60s, and Neo-Tantra was born when people like Osho, you might have heard of him and his books, brought his new ideas of Tantra into the Western world. Some teachers then and now have the classical training, but some don't. And to be honest, personally, I don't, you know, I, I believe both have their place, And, uh, and I'm interested in both and always take the lead from my own body, what feels good in my bones, uh, and what feels right to my core. And I go for that because we are all individuals. People all over the world are becoming more and more aware and more conscious, up leveling themselves, if you like, a little bit like you, you know, otherwise you wouldn't be here um and i believe tantric practice should be based on individual preferences too so i'm here to really encourage you to learn to listen to your own body and mind first and foremost because what feels good to you is is usually the truth in your body and we come back to that a little bit later But there is a little bit of a warning here I'd like to highlight about Tantric world. And if you want to go down the the Tantra retreats and following a particular guru, because uh, finally, we have now learned that hashtag MeToo movement has also reached the Tantra world. So people are becoming more brave and more perhaps more safe, feeling more safe to come out and talk about the grooming that goes on and the sexual abuse and even rape they have uh, or might have experienced. I mean, it's not, you know, common, but it can happen, especially in egocentric tantra circles where where it's just for the glorification of the central person. So you need to be just having your wits about it and, and to to have your discernment, and if it doesn't feel good, there's something that you don't like, just just leave and and speak to other people. Have a sounding board. And my uh, tantric sex tips and treats is really about teaching you how to listen yourself and learning to trust that intuition. So your intuition is, is very wise and never wrong, but it's different to those other voices we tend to hear <laughs> we tend to hear in our minds, you know, like the critical voice or the unworthy wo- voice or the jealous voice or whatever, you know, I'm not lovable voice. And those come from uh, unmet needs and, and uh, you know, maybe trauma and things like that. So they are unintegrated and they are in deep, deep parts of our subconsciousness and hence in the shadows. But we tend to listen to those and believe those voices more than we, we listen to our intuition. So I will always uh, encourage you to go to your body and, and your sensations and how things feel to you. Okay, so that's a little little tip there. So tantra to me is all about that inner dance between my higher consciousness and me being a human. So this world is real, as I said, and your body and mind are real. Your needs and desires are real, and that's that's absolutely okay. And whatever you've gone through sexually, and if especially if there is trauma and um, something that you might be trapped in a relationship at the moment, or you're not feeling the, the sexual energy within you. You're not really feeling sexy and wanting to have sex and so on. I really would like to, to point out and underline this, that you're not broken in any ways. You're, whatever you've gone through, you're not broken. And you can always heal and have this beautiful journey of creating the most pleasurable, most wonderful life you want. So the thing is that you are not just your body and mind, and emotions. You are so much more. Based on Tantra, you are also consciousness. You are aware being. You're, you can actually be aware that you're aware. <laughs> and your love. your spirit. You are love and you're loved. And if you don't feel it right now, do, do stick around, do hang around with me because this is a healing journey as well. You will tap into knowledge, ancient wisdom, delicious practices, and sexy processes. You will also join a community. We're so much better, stronger, and happier when we're together. This is the thing you can survive on your own, but if you want to thrive, you need other people. And that's good. So, if you're struggling, I want to say please reach out. This podcast is is not a medical professional advice or anything like that. I'm not a psychotherapist. It's, it's for education, inspiration, and hopefully a bit of entertainment too. So do contact professional help if you need and call a friend. And you can also contact me in confidence i'm always happy to answer your questions and explore whether we're a good fit for coaching as well so i would really want to also share my own story a little bit because i think it's very important for you to understand that i'm not coming from a theoretical point of view i'm coming from a real lived in experience of crash down and burn out and PTSD and uh, I really um, I needed to take a deep breath there because there was a time in my life when apart from my children I felt that there was no meaning to my life so I really want to breathe into that awareness and that acceptance, that that was then, and this is now, and I've come so far. Because without, without professional help and tantric coaching, a lot and a lot of healing and a lot of love and support of my dearest ones, I would not be standing proud here talking to you about Tantra and how it helped me to find my juicy, delicious self again. And about my real calling, about importance of sex and sexual energy and having conscious relationships. Oof. Thank you. Thank you for holding space for me and and being there. Ooh. Gosh, I didn't know where that came from. All right. Okay. So going back to Neo-Tantra. Ah, right. Neo-Tantra. Tantra is about seeking what works in modern times instead of keeping it purely based on some old tradition or some guru's pure lineage, it understands that the classical tantra practices, you know, all those Sanskrit words I said in the beginning, are very time-consuming practices. And they may may, may not be so appropriate anymore. And especially in the West, they might culturally feel very alien. (laughs) Did you ever watch Sex and the City? I didn't, but I did uh, watch this particular episode where uh, Doctor Shapiro demonstrates a lingam massage to them. Yeah, did you see that one? Yeah, it's all giggles if you remember, and it ends badly. I mean, I mean, you know, depends obviously on the point of view whether it ends badly or goodly or you know well. And giggles is all good because humor helps us to dissipate a stressful situation. So that's fine. But it ends up somebody having spunk on their face. So if you've never heard about Tantra and you saw that episode, you must have felt really weird. I mean, you know, the whole Tantra thing must have felt really weird. You know, just somebody massas- massaging somebody's cock for an hour and a half because she feels that that's the way to keep man faithful to her so there's lots to unpack in that you know episode and we can come back to that anytime and definitely you know we will talk about lingam and yoni which is um, the female Counterpart of of genitalia in in Sanskrit uh, word uh, Sanskrit language. So anyway, so I just wanted to talk about the the words actually at this point because you know why is a cock called lingam and pussy a yoni? Okay, so obviously it comes from different tradition, different culture, but why do we in the tantric world want to call them lingam and yoni instead of cock and pussy? I mean, is it easier to disguise these? unspoken body parts into some mysterious poetic terminology that doesn't even make semantically sense until we, we learn to use them more. Uh, but it kind of makes me to, to feel that, are we ashamed to use the right words? I mean, they're either very clinical, like vagina, which is actually an incorrect term anyway, and they can be very foreign, like yoni and lingam. So me being Finnish, I don't have any problem using either language, English or Sanskrit. I don't have that kind of historical and cultural package of the terms and feel at ease with both of them. But again, I'd invite you to feel into your body and uh, what what word for your genitalia and your lover's genitalia feels right for you to use and, and really embrace that word. Lingam and yoni might feel good. Especially if cock and pussy in your culture have been, in your lived in, lived in experience, used inappropriately and maybe coarsely, and in a kind of degrading way. I mean, after all, pussy. Are you pussy? You know that means that you're you're, you're a coward. I mean, how silly is that? Pussy is the most powerful organ and uh, and and spirit in the world. We come back to that in later episodes. So I, I will guarantee. So in a way, there is some beauty in 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 these Sanskrit terms, something mystical and even sacred. On the other hand, I believe that it's time to to stop this our body parts being in the dark and and un, being unspoken about. You know, I think it's time. It's really time to reclaim the words cock and pussy, and make them beautiful and sacred, just like Sanskrit. And speak about them openly. You know, speak to them. Speak to your lingam, your cock, your pussy, your yoni openly. Talk to them. I hope you don't feel offended when I use these English terms, and I will use them a lot, because I don't have any uncomfortability about them. And I do hope that you will find your own words that you're comfortable about to to use. So we will also uh, look back into this episode in terms of the lingam and yoni massage in the future episodes, especially when we're talking about tantric touch and massage. So uh, tune back into if those are interest to you. So what I like about near tantra especially is that it teaches about sex and relationship more explicitly than the classical tantra. That's why I believe that just like yoga, tantra in its modern form will become mainstream. It will maybe take a couple of decades just like yoga did, but I believe one day tantra is something and tantric sex is something that people are aware and practice on their daily lives if they so wish. So why do I think that? Very clearly we need it. I think we need to celebrate our sex and sexuality. I think we need to really own that we have come out of the womb through sex. We are creating things uh, because of our sexuality. It's our very life force. The sexual energy creates new worlds, literally. We need to stop thinking that there is something wrong about sex and we also need to stop thinking that there's something wrong about us if we don't like the sex as it's presented us to us by by some religion or culture or media or especially porn you know we we're not actors of porn films you know this is not your life this is just something that is there for entertainment purposes and it can be quite harmful there's a lot of abuse in there there's a lot of addiction there but it can also be good for some some moderation. But that is not the way sex should be and is for you and me and most of the people. So you're not broken if you don't orgas- orgasm at the queue like in the films, or you don't have a full hard-on or come too soon or whatever you look like down there. You are not in any ways unworthy of having a beautiful sex life, of having love and conscious relationships. And you do deserve to be happy, have pleasure in your daily life and live with joy and energy and ecstasy. It is possible. And that's why I think Tantra will become mainstream, and we need this new sexual revolution, the selfishly happy revolution that comes from within, from that inner technology of tantra. So I want you to know that I see you, I accept you, and I want you to see yourself as beautiful and perfect as I see you and as you truly are. There's nothing wrong with you. You are whole, and you're so welcomed here. So my tantric sex tip today is to feel into your own pleasure. What I mean by that is to really listen to your body. What kind of pleasure would be the most nourishing, not necessarily exciting, but deeply nourishing and satisfying to you today? It might be slower, more sensual, taking your time, feeling into it and really cherishing it with whatever you do, whether it's eating something delicious food, you know, having a bath, going for a walk on a beautiful beautiful beach or a forest, making love or self pleasure in yourself. It doesn't have to be sexual, yeah? But it can be. I mean, it's up to you. It can be even kinky. I mean, whatever rocks your boat, but just feel into today what is the most nourishing and satisfying pleasure you can give yourself and tune to your five senses. Because when you're aware what you see and what you're hearing and, you know, feeling and touching, what you're tasting mm, and smelling. About the kind of pleasure that you need and desire, it it helps you to be more present. It helps you to become fully here and now instead of being your head. So so your five senses is a way to remind you to to come back to your body, to that wisdom, to that ancient, you know enlightenment, inner technology. Your body is, your five senses is that inner technology. You're not in your head, you're not thinking, you're not worrying, you're not being anxious, you're not, you know, performing, you're just just being true and fully present. And that, my dear listeners, is the sexiest tantric treat of all, being fully present here and now. So thank you for being with me today. I hope you enjoyed today's journey. And if you know someone who might benefit from this episode, please share it with them. And if you do subscribe, you'll get a notification about the next episode, where I will be joining with some beautiful souls to discuss more about what is Tantra, and they hopefully will be sharing their Tantric journey. So this is Anne Blunt, your Tantric Sex and Relationship Coach, and the leader of Selfishly Happy Revolution.